The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number two, uh, two, uh, six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing, everybody? How the hell are you doing? Now, before I get started, everybody, I just want to give a special shout out. I, I this is a Saturday uh, afternoon and uh, last night, which of course would make it Friday, I recorded an episode of the Sketch Comedy Podcast Show with my buddy Stuart. And I'm telling you right now, if you saw it on YouTube, it was awesome. And if you listen to it, it's going to be awesome. And I recommend the show, the Sketch Comedy Podcast Show, starring Stuart and Alicia. And you should go and listen to it because I subscribe to it. And so should you. Wonderful show. And it was a great time being on the show. I had a great time. And you will have a great time listening listening to it okay so go check out the sketch comedy podcast show anyway i don't know when my episodes coming on but listen to the show and subscribe anyway damn it and then when i'm on listen to it even more and subscribe even more <laughs> all right we got that we got the intro we got that we got that recording okay hit the pause button because I, I gotta take a break before i record the rest of the episode ah uh, yeah thanks a lot you know what i mean yeah, I actually did have a good time on the sketch comedy podcast show. Yeah, really? You seem like you're having a good time. Oh, I was having a great time. I like Stuart. Well, let's keep it real. I am not signed up for the show to talk to Stuart. I wanted to meet Alicia. The hell I want. I mean, he's a good guy and the show was great. And I really do subscribe to the show. But damn it, I wanted to meet Alicia. And when I then it turns on the camera and it's just Scott there. And I'm thinking maybe she's in the bathroom or something. You know, or maybe she's going to come later on in the show. Maybe she's caught in traffic. And then I find out it's just me and Stuart. What the hell was that? Do you really think I signed up for the show to talk to a dude for an hour? Hell no. I thought I was talking to both of them, you know? It's like this theme song says, it's Stuart and Alicia. The Sketch Comedy Podcast Show. That means both of them, right? And that, quite frankly, if you ask me, the theme song should be "It's Alicia," and uh, yes, do what you do. That's how. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, now, granted, yes, did I have a great time on the Sketch Comedy Podcast Show? Of course, I did. Do I like Stuart very much? Did I have a great time with him? Of course. Is he someone I would hang out under normal circumstances? Absolutely. But I did not sign up to be on the show if I, I did not know it was going to be an Alicia-less episode. I know what the hell was that? I mean, come on, you know, yeah, I'm talking, you're sitting there talking and I'm going when she coming out and she never shows up. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've only actually heard the podcast. I've never actually seen any videos of the sketch comedy podcast show. And I'll be honest with you. I keep hearing Stuart talk about how he's not good with impressions, but I'm starting to think maybe he is good with impressions like female voices and stuff. Has anyone actually seen Alicia Stewart? That's what I want to say to him. Anybody seen Alicia? I'm starting to think that that's just a voice he does to get people to like me to come on the show. He suckered me in with the voice of Alicia. I'm thinking I'm going to meet this this great lady and all of that. I should have been. I should have known something was going on because I was telling a friend. I said, I'm going to do the sketch comedy podcast show. And the guy goes, 
you going to meet Alicia? And I went, yeah, she's going to be great. I want to meet Stuart and Alicia. And he goes, yeah, he's cool too. But let's be honest, you went on the show to meet Alicia. And I said, yeah, pretty much. And it was the guy, the guy I was talking to was a guy who was actually selling me this new wallet because I was at the store buying a new wallet. And I should have been suspicious when I opened up my new, new wallet and there was a picture of Alicia in there already. And I'm thinking, how the hell does she get a picture in there? And I go, I said, this is Alicia from the Sketch Comedy Podcast. And he goes, that ain't no damn Alicia. That's the model that's in all of the wallets. And I went, wait a second. No, I don't believe it. And then I go do the sketch comedy podcast show when just Stewart's there. What the hell is that? That bastard. I know. I, 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 would you like to come on the show again? Of course I'd like to come on again. Stewart, I'm sure Alicia's going to be there. Yeah, sure, sucker. And I went, why do you say yeah, sure, sucker? And start laughing. I, wait a second. That bastard. Oh, I can't believe he fooled me like that. All right. Uh, you can unpause it. We're gonna. I'm gonna finish the rest of this intro, and then we're gonna do my show. All right, unpause it. But so anyway, Stuart, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you're a great guy, and who needs Alicia, right? <laughs> I definitely wasn't disappointed that she wasn't there. It was more about us guys hanging out. You know what I mean? I mean, who needs that, right? <laughs> Hit the pause button to get that bastard. I, 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 next time I go on the damn show, I'm going to say before you even hit the record button, damn it, I want to see Alicia and I want to hear her voice. I want to see that she's actually there. You know, after, I'm, 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 I'm trying to fool me. Huh. You don't see me doing fake voices and stuff on my show, pretending other people are there, do you? Oh, you mean like this one? No, you're real. I am not real. It's just you talking to the right side of the microphone. It is not. You're really here. <laughs> Unpause it. So anyway, Stuart, thank you very much for having me on the Sketch Comedy Podcast Show, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks. And all the people that are listening to me, I'll let you know when it's coming out. And uh, we'll go from there, okay? Thanks for having me on, man. It was really great. Who, needed, who needs uh, you know, to have women on the show with us, right? <laughs> okay, folks. It's time to start my show. <laughs> All right, folks, let's talk about something cool here. You know, one of the things that annoys me the most in the world is people who try to be slick. I always hated that. There's really no reason to try to be slick. Most of the times when you're trying to be slick, it's never something where, you know, it's necessary. You know, if somebody is trying to do something horrible to you and you use guile to get out of it. You know, uh, I remember a friend of mine, literally, it was like in a bad sitcom where he was talking to this lady and the lady, and it was, he was essentially the pawn in a game. She wanted somebody to come up to her and, you know, flirt with her to make her do jealous. She had no interest in him, but she wanted to make her guy jealous. So the guy I knew walked up to her and she was a wonderful looking lady, a beautiful young lady. And she didn't send off, you know, she was just sitting there and he walked, he wasn't even rude about the way he approached it. He was actually very, very uh, polite and a respectful guy. But the guy that she was with, who was across the room, who apparently wasn't paying enough attention to her in her mind. And she figured, oh, I'll just have some other guy come up and get all up in my face and flirt with him just enough where he'll start getting, he'll start sending the flirty body signals. And then the dude comes over and then the guy's the size of a house. I mean, the guy had to duck because he didn't want to get hit in the head with the ceiling fan, okay? And he walks over and he sees the dude, the dude I know talking to the lady. And he's like, what are you doing talking to my lady, you mother jumping? And he goes, oh, I didn't know she was with somebody. And usually when a guy says, I don't know she was with somebody, usually the guy that comes over will either go, all right, all right, just go, man. Or he'll look at the girlfriend like, why, would, why did you just tell him you were with somebody else? But he was still angry, even though the guy that I knew tried to back out of the situation, he still wanted to kick the guy's ass. And I'm going, oh, 
I already know where this is going to go. I can't let him kick this this dude I know's ass, you know, and I really don't feel like rolling around on the floor with a guy this size. I may I may actually act like I didn't see anything happen. And this might be a good time for me to go to the bathroom and come back up and wake him up going, hey, you got your ass kicked by a giant guy. How did you know? Why didn't you help? I mean, that's what people told me. I definitely didn't go to the bathroom and wait until he was finished kicking the crap out of me so I wouldn't have to get my ass whipped because I don't like you that much. <laughs> but I didn't want to do that. So I'm walking over and I'm going, let me see if I can defuse this situation. But before I could get over, the friend lied. The friend decided to trick people. And what did he say? It was like a bad sitcom. He pretended that he was an homosexual. And the guy goes, what? He goes, and he did even did the stereotypical, insultingly stereotypical, quote, gay voice, unquote. And the guy goes, oh, all right, all right, that's cool, that's cool, and walks away. Now, in that situation, do you want to do a, a really insulting imitation of a, of a homosexual person? No, you don't want to do that. But if it's going to keep you from getting beaten up by someone whose belt buckle comes where your head is because the guy's the size of a house, I say go for it. And that's one of those situations where it's okay to pretend like you're something you're not. It's okay to lie. It's okay to even say something offensive because I'd rather have the guy say something offensive and insulting than have someone that's about 360 pounds stomp him in the face. But under normal circumstances, you don't want to lie. You don't want to trick somebody. You don't want to try to be slick. You just don't want to do it. And I hate that crap. I'll give you an illustration of someone trying to be slick today. I go to McDonald's and I usually get a sweet tea at McDonald's. And no, I'm not promoting McDonald's. McDonald's is not a sponsor because if they were a sponsor, I wouldn't be telling this story because it's not exactly complimentary. However, at some point in the future, if McDonald's does become a sponsor in the future, I just want to say right now, this story is fictional and a complete dirty lie, and I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> I'll now continue. <laughs> so I get my sweet tea. And the funny thing about it is I usually get my sweet tea at exactly the same time or really close to the same time. And I didn't realize I had fallen into a pattern until I started noticing that people that were on my route from where I am now to where I was going tended to call me right around the time I was getting to the McDonald's. And I went, I must be getting this crap at the same time every day because now they're going, I want a sweet tea. You think S. Anthony's making his stupid trip to McDonald's right now to get his sweet tea? And yeah, I think he is calling because he has to drive by this house anyway. He might as well bring some for us. And they do that to me all the time. Not a big deal. You know, they come out to the car. I just hand them their sweet teas. You know, occasionally they actually pay me back for them. You cheap bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to the I go to the thing and I and I go to the first window and I say, OK, uh, I would like, uh, you know, four large sweet teas with lemon. And a lady's hurt at this particular location is her normal, wonderful self here, die bastard. And then, I, <laughs> OK, it's not that bad, but she's not exactly super pleasant. And so <laughs> and so I drive by, I go to the next counter and I got this guy who, you know, sir, how's it going, sir? Uh, you're the one that ordered the, the four sweet peas with lemon. 
Yeah, yes, that would be me. Okay, these are four sweet teas with lemon. Uh, we, we, we're actually just switching over with the tea machine, so it's going to be a minute or so, sir. So would, would you mind waiting? So, no, it's not a big deal. No, no, no problem, kid. It's, it's cool. Okay, sir. Oh, by the way, I might as well ask you, even though I can't give you the teas right now. Uh, I just want to know, um, would, would, you like a, a, would you like a cup carrier with you? Would you, would you like a drink carrier with, you, with your sweet teas? That see that pause I just did there. That was me pausing because I was looking at the guy like, you, you realize these are four large containers of sweet tea, and there's, it's not like there's three other people in the car I could hand them to, and my cup carrier in the mighty Toyota Camry only holds two cups, and um, you know two, is two more is two less than four. God, you're dumb. Now, I did not say that. I was thinking that. And don't act like when someone says something really dumb to you that you don't think that in your head. Every time somebody says something dumb to you, there's a large pause, a huge pause. And you look at them and the first thing you're thinking is, Jesus, Lord, you are dumb. And I'm not I'm not exempt from that. I've done dumb things. I did something dumb at another McDonald's. Surprisingly enough, getting a sweet tea. Surprisingly enough, roughly the same time in the morning as every other damn day person in front of me is backing up then they move forward and i realize i've driven past the place where i can order through that little microphone that stereotypically doesn't sound that sounds like crap that no one understands what the hell anyone is saying and i realize i drive past it so i didn't look through my rearview mirror and i started to slowly creep my car back and just as i was looking up in the rearview mirror and seeing that there's a truck behind me i was just about to hit the brakes to stop my car when the guy behind me not knowing that i was just about to stop anyway starts to honk his on right so I look back at him and I go, and I point to myself and I said, ah, man, you know, my fault. Sorry, but I did the, sorry about that hand wave and everything. Then he aggressively drives his car around to the side of my car and rolls his window down aggressively. Now my windows are already down and I'm waiting for the onslaught of language. And he looks at me and he's got this look on his face like, you dirty mother jumping mother, mother jumping. And I looked at him and I said, look, man, that was completely my fault, man. And I was just being an idiot. Sorry about that, man. Was a, I wasn't going to hit your car. I was about to hit the brakes anyway, but it, it was completely my fault. My fault, man. You got every right to be mad at me. Go ahead. You know, you, if you want to yell at me, go right ahead, man. I deserve it. And the guy was like, really? You, that's, 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 that's what you're going to say? Yeah, man. I mean, it was my fault. I mean, you know, I should have been paying more attention. Oh, man. I mean, and I was all angry like a second ago. I was really mad, man. You know, I had this whole anger thing going. I was going to, I was going to like say really nasty things about your mom and your dad. I was going to talk about whatever girl you're seeing. Or I was going to say really horrible things about your children if you have any. And I was going to do the whole thing where I, and I was going to look at you and I was going to, you know, poke up a little bit and, you know, flex a little bit and just kind of take my sunglasses off dramatically and throw them down on the passenger seat. And then I was going to lean towards the window and act like I was going to get out, which I really wasn't going to do in the first place. And I was going to say, man, you're lucky, boy. You're lucky. You're so lucky. I'm in a hurry. And then I was going to peel off satisfied with myself for giving you peace of my mind. But to just, I mean, you just basically just admitted you were wrong and you were nice about it. I just, yeah, I mean, I was wrong. I mean, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to, you know, try to act like I'm above being wrong. I, I, you know, it was my fault. Yeah, but I mean, now it's, this is kind of anticlimactic now, you know. And I had some good stuff I was going to say about your mom, man. I mean, I know, you know, if you want to say it, that's okay. I'm not going to say it now. I mean, you admitted you were wrong. You were nice. And when I really think about it, you weren't really, you weren't really that close to my truck. I don't want to say anything bad about you now. Um, I mean, if you want to vent, that's okay. I mean, no, I'm not at you, man. But it's like, 
you know, I have this anger, but I'm not really angry, but I, there's like remnants of the anger left that I want to get out, but I don't want to aim it at you because it's not worth it. And you, you know, you seem like a nice guy and everything. And this is, I don't know, man, I feel weird. I feel kind of empty right now. Well, this is New Jersey, dude. You I mean, you know, there's actually going to be someone who actually, actually drives really badly in front of you. I mean, this is a big parking lot. By the time you get from here, in line at McDonald's and you, you actually get to the, to the entrance or the exit of the, of the parking lot, I'm sure three or four people are going to cut into you, in front of you. And then, you know, all the stuff you were going to say about my mom, you could just, you know, give it to them because they'll actually deserve it. You know what? You're right. I mean, look at that guy right there. He's not even paying attention. He's on his phone right now. Why don't you pull up behind him knowing that he's not going to move anytime soon, then honk the horn and say vicious things about his grandma. You know, that's a good idea. Thanks, buddy. Okay, take care of yourself. Hey, you take care too. This is going to be great. I got some good stuff to say about his grandma. Back to my story. So I'm buying my sweet teas. And Dopey McDopey kid goes, Anyways, uh, you want to you drink carrier? And I go, Yes, I, I really would like a drink carrier with these four sweet teas in the car by myself. Yes. And they are drink carriers, fresh, brand new, awesome drink carriers right in front of him. A stack of them. A stack of them that are high enough that they come to where his shoulder is. He, It's not possible for him not to see them. He actually has to bump into, into them to open and close the window. So I know he saw them. So I look away for a second. I look back and I notice he actually bent down, reached underneath something and got another drink carrier. And he gave me two sweet teas in one drink carrier and two sweet teas in another drink carrier. And I'm going, what? why didn't you put them all in the same one? Oh, oh, I forgot, sir. Okay. You know, so, well, you know, since you already got it, I said, okay, no big deal. I'll put them over there myself. Okay, no problem. And I pull away. And after I pulled away, I realized what the bastard did. That slick bastard. You see, he gave me a drink carrier that was effed up. Two of the slots where the drinks go in were effed up instead of just throwing it away he decided to give it to me you bastard now what if i decided to put some more drinks in there what about instead of putting them in the good one i put them in the bad one all of a sudden i'd have had drinks all over myself you could have just thrown it away but i get the distinct feeling that maybe the business is like no you will not throw it away you will use it we will save every penny damn it and you will not throw away this one bad drink carrier i don't care if it's worth one tenth of a penny we will waste nothing and i know you think i'm crazy for saying that but i've worked in retail before i've worked in retail before i've had relatives tell me stories of working in meat packing plants where some of the meat actually hit the floor he was about to throw it away and the supervisor literally ran up to him stopped him before he got to the trash can grabbed the shovel and said are you crazy that's still good and threw it into the meat grinder Somewhere, sometime 48 years ago, somebody got a whole bunch of meat and floor remnants in their mouth because some cheap bastard decided to pick the food off the floor. I worked in another store where something bad happened to a product. This is one of those things where I, I'm not going to say what it is, but let's just say the product wasn't in the best shape and it went out anyway. And I was saying, what are you doing? You can't do that. They're going, here you won't ever know. By the time the product goes bad, it'll be close enough to the warranty and it'll be over the warranty and he won't be able to do a damn thing about it ha 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 i got the sale he says and i said that's not cool and he goes what difference does it make to you jackass 
Don't think I know you think I'm crazy. I know you think I'm crazy, but you know, big businesses will do that to you in a second. I had a, I went to a restaurant that was one of the best places I've ever went to, had lines around the block, lines around the block. Oh, yeah. And the food was awesome. And every time you went in there, you were going, man, this is the best food in the world. But then I found out by somebody that works there, what happens was the spice that they use to make the food as good as it was, was expensive. They charged a lot. Food was good. Made a lot of money, making money hand over fist. But the guy who ran the business realized if I take a little bit of the spice out, just a little teeny bit of the spice out, no one will know the difference. And he was right. He took a little bit of the spice out and no one even noticed. And he went, hey, I saved X, Y and Z amount of money and I didn't really change anything. I just use a little less spice and I make this big truckload of money. Just be, oh, well, I'm going to take a little more out. And nobody really noticed. People started going, I think it's a little bit different. It's still the great. It's still the best, but it's a little different. And then they got used to that flavor. And he went out to even I doubled my money that I made. A, uh, I'm going to take a little more out. And he took a little more out and people started noticing that it was a little bit different, but he wouldn't admit it. And the lines around the block became lines down the block. And he took a little more out. And the lines down the block went to a full restaurant and some people outside. Then just a full restaurant. Then three quarters full. Then half full. Then all of a sudden, bang, it's a Kmart, you dumb bastard. That's what you get. All of that to save a little bit of money. All of that trying to be slick. Like that bastard that gave me that punk ass cup holder almost got a have my balls covered in sweet tea which I did not want to have happen I mean I like I don't mind it happening on date night <laughs> that's none of your business but I'm telling you right now it's wrong but it's not even just business is it we do that in our personal lives don't we you find somebody that you like, you treat them real good. You treat them real good. You give her the back rubs when she's making the pancakes in the kitchen. You look at her like you can't wait to bury your face in her ass. You tell her she's the best thing in the world. You use stupid opportunities to give her compliments she wasn't even fishing for. And you know she's fishing for them. But this is one of those times she's not fishing for them. She just says, hey, that's a beautiful flower. The flower is beautiful, but not as beautiful as you. Oh, that's so nice. It's great here being in Italy. What a wonderful country. It's the most beautiful country in the world, but I would much rather look at you oh, that's so sweet and then you do all of that crap and that's how it starts she's doing all the same kind of stuff to you are you working out it's so great you to work out you're the greatest guy in the world she rubs your chest you know what i'm saying she's there and she's getting kissing the kiss in the cheek and other than some other dude on tv who's some kind of superstar and all of that and she goes yeah he's all right and gives you a kiss in the cheek and then she lies and act like you're better looking at guy when you know you're damn well punk ass isn't but it's great that she says it and all of that crap you know what I mean? And she does all the nice stuff and you do all the nice stuff and that's how it starts. And it's the lines around the block. Oh, yeah. And you take a little bit of the spice out. All of a sudden, you have an opportunity to give her a compliment, but you're like, eh. And she has an opportunity to tell you how good you look in, that, that, in, in your workout outfit. And she's thinking, I told him already. Oh, no. But you don't mind. You don't notice. You, I mean, those are extra compliments anyway. And she's still nice to you. You're still getting it on with each other on a regular basis. So what's the problem, right? And they take a little bit more spice out and a little more spice out. And all of a sudden, there's no line around the love block, no line down the love block, no line at all. The restaurant's still full, but there's no long line. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, you don't get it on as much as you wanted to. You don't get it on as much as you like to. All of a sudden, the loving, the loving, the banging starts to slow down. Oh, no. But that's normal, right? That's normal. Not this much stopping is not normal. Oh, no. The restaurant's half full. The restaurant's a quarter full. And the next thing you know, you're in divorce court. Why? 
because you took the spice out. Friendships, same thing. You're cool. You're hanging out. Everything's great. You're hanging out with your boy. When your boy needs you to hook him up or something, you hook him up and he needs you to hook him up. And you hook him up and he hooks him up and you hook each other up and everything's cool. And when he needs help, you help him and then help help. When he needs to hear somebody that needs to talk to somebody, you talk to him. When you want to talk to somebody, he talked to you and you did and all of that crap. And then all of a sudden, you're not around to hang out with your boys anymore. You don't go out and hang out and drink with the boys anymore. Your boy needs help. You're too busy. You're not really too busy. You just don't feel like helping and you take some of the spice out of the friendship oh no and the line around the friendship block is not just a line it's not just a couple of people outside of the friendship restaurant it's now just a full fresh full friendship restaurant it's now a three-quarters full friendship restaurant it's now an empty friendship restaurant it's a damn kmart oh no i've been there before my friends i've been there before i had a friend of mine tell me well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, a friend of mine was like, well, you know, you should probably take a few weeks off from the podcast, man. You know, you got a nice audience and everything and they're cool. And they like you and everything, you know, they listen to your shows and they write your stuff and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, you should, I mean, you know, why, why, why you just take a couple of weeks off. They ain't going to notice. Oh no. Hey man, why don't you, you're working out, man. I mean, you know, you get, you starting to lose some weight. You're starting to look good, man. You're starting to look, you know, you know, you're losing the weight and all that kind of stuff, man. You start to get stronger, you know, but you ain't got to work out all the time. Just take a couple of days off. Maybe take a week off. Give yourself, you know, and you dig Oh no. I'm smart enough to realize that if I have a formula that's working for me, right? You keep with the formula. And if you're going to change it, always try to change it by making it better. Don't try to skimp every time. And this is how I got fat in the first place. Well, not the first place. I got, actually, I was, you know, I got injured and then I got fat, but that's a different story. And who cares about that? Cause that part ain't funny. <laughs> but I got injured and I got fat. And the thing was, I started when I got in, in shape, it was, I was really, really, meticulous about it you know I, I'm gonna work out I'm gonna lift this and run this and do this and kick the heavy back and hit the heavy back lift the weights the kettlebell this the bike that this that this that and I made sure I did ev- I did something every day I said every day or at least at, at the minimum six days a week I'm gonna do 45 minutes of something vigorous now if I'm gonna do my real workout it'll be obviously a lot longer than that but I'm gonna make sure 45 minutes a day I do something where I'm out of breath and I feel like my body's been worked every day and then all of a sudden it became a part of my life, like it is becoming a part of my life now again. And I got in shape and it was awesome. But then I noticed that the only time I was ever out of shape was when I decided to take a little spice out. And I decided, well, four days, I mean, four days a week is, is seven days a week, four days. That's more working out than not working out. That's the same thing, right? 45 minutes, half an hour. What's the difference, right? <laughs> I'm drinking a diet soda. I can still have the, the two Big Macs, right? It's a diet soda diet i'm on a diet see diet <laughs> and more spice comes out and then your ass is the size of a kmart yeah i said it <laughs> i just say that the only reason i say this is because i know for a fact that many times when we have an opportunity to do something over you know we're, we're doing something that's working for us it's working for us instead of thinking about making it better we're like how can i still get the same results by doing a little bit less. I mean, isn't that what you want? To get the same good results and do a little bit less? Do less and still get the same results? Hmm. But let me ask you a question. Does that ever really work? No. It never really works. A lot of the times when you get something, 
when something's working, you, a lot of times, surprisingly enough, you actually have to do more work to maintain it. Especially if you realize what the result on the other side is. Well, what about people that get in shape and they worked out three hours a day and now they don't have to burn any body fat because all of the extra body fat is gone and they can still, and they, but they don't have to work out two and a half hours anymore. They can work out for 45 minutes, right? Kind of true. Yeah, it's kind of true. You know. So then that means you, your analogy and your metaphors, none of that makes sense because in that in that case, then the person would, would, would be able to take out a little bit of the spice and then, and, right, you take out a little bit of the spice and then nobody cares. Yeah, but if you notice in my scenario, the person took about a little bit of the spice out the first time and nobody noticed. But then he kept doing it because a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of times you get away with that first little slowdown and it really kind of doesn't stop, doesn't it? Everybody gets greedy. You get greedy for stuff that you want to get and you get greedy with not wanting to do stuff. <laughs> that's how it works. So if you got something that's actually working for you and it's going good, either keep doing that and enjoy it. Or if, like I said, if you're going to make a change in some way, have the mindset that you're actually going to change it to make it better. Don't try to change it to try to get away with something because that never works. It really doesn't. Okay. By the way, this is really not S. Anthony Thomas. He didn't really feel like doing the podcast this week. I'm some guy that I'm not going to use my real name because he he uh, he made me sign a contract stating that I can't say what my real my, my real uh, name is. Um, uh, but I, I was hired by S. Anthony Thomas. I'm I'm actually a world class impressionist of S. Anthony, and uh, I'm doing it. Oh, I, well, it's okay. I can speak in my real voice then, right? So, I, mean, I just admitted it's not really me. Okay, I'm just gonna let me stop. Do, I can stop doing the S. Anthony impression, all right? Okay, go. Cool. Uh, yeah, listen. Uh, I'm a world class uh, S. Anthony Thomas impressionist, and uh, he decided he's like, listen, I already got a nice little audience, and uh, those those jackasses ain't gonna know if I'm out there this week. So just go on the show, and uh, just read what I wrote you to you know to say and do it in my voice. And uh, these uh, those those fools won't know that uh, huh? Was that he, he he said that he wanted you to do his voice, but he did not say that you were supposed to call his audience dopes and fools. Yeah, well, what are they going to do to me? They don't even know who I am, right? And quite frankly, you should have paid me more for this. I didn't realize how much work this crap was. All right? So listen, S. Anthony's audience, every last one of you stinks. Uh, what's he going to do about it? <laughs> He's not here. All right? I'm here. All right? So every last one of you stinks. I just want to say right now, everybody, S. Anthony does not think you're stinking. This jackass here is just trying to... He's mad because... He didn't realize how much work doing a podcast was, and, and you know. You're damn right I didn't know how much work it was. If I'd have known it was this much work, I'd have made him pay me more money to sit in for him, the bastard with his fat ass. He's working out. So what? <clears throat> All right, uh, so part of my stipulations in the contract of doing this punk's voice is I actually have to end the segment the way he would end it in his own voice. But I just want to say right now that even though he loves his audience, I personally think you people stink. Well, then keep in mind, this is not S. Anthony talking. This is this idiot here who... They, they know it's me. Shut up. All right, here we go. <clears throat> anyway, guys, I just want to say right now... <clears throat> it, it was that good? Yeah, you sounded just like him. All right, All right let me finish this up here. And then, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, guys, uh, this is a really S. Anthony. <laughs> uh, I 
try to say it in a straight face, but now I mean, there's really no reason to, to end this show, the segment, but, uh, you know, in his voice, they know it's not really him. And that was me sitting in for him. So they, but they, just do it. Look at the contract. And said, let me see it here. Uh, you're right. I do have to finish that to say his little, uh, that, that little crap he says at the end of the segment uh, in his voice. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> Uh yeah, this is uh that's Anthony and uh this segment of some stuff. Uh how does what is what does he say again? He says segment over. Oh alright, hold on. <clears throat> segment over. Alright folks, let's talk about a little something interesting here. Uh <laughs> I would like to spec the uh, dedicate this segment to old age and I would like to say to old age, getting older, F you, I hate you. And everybody that's on the the, the 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 south side of 34 you don't know what i'm talking about yet everyone on the north side of 34 you know exactly what i'm talking about you rickety bastards even you people that are in shape you know damn well you can tell the difference between what your old ass can't can do now and what you could do when you were younger you still you may be one of those guys you know i'm, I'm 57 years old and i'm in the best shape of my life yeah no you're not what you are is in the best shape that you can get into now when you're in better shape than most 56 year olds, but you're not in the best shape you've been in your life. You were on the track team when you were in high school and in college. You mean to tell me you think you can run the same times you ran back then? Stop deluding yourself. Also, stop looking at that 19 year old girl because she's not interested in you. You are an accountant. Okay, great guy. You look nice. You look great. You're a 56-year-old accountant. Uh, unless you start embezzling some funds, those hot young women are not going to be interested in your old ass. Now, sit down and rub your knee because you've been standing up for six minutes and I'm pretty sure it hurts. Because <laughs> I've been there, man. This is when I started to decide that I needed to get back in shape with my old dumb ass when I decided to start getting back in shape. Right, I go back to the basketball court and I run across some old friends of mine who never stop playing and their younger brothers, you know, who are grown men now and people that heard about, you know, how good I used to shoot back in the day and I come back out on the court and they're like, oh, here he comes. Here comes the S-Man. Here comes the S-Man. Now, that was before I started calling myself S-Anthony. They just called me the S-Man because S, S stands for Steve. So I'll continue now. Here comes the S man. Give him the ball. You gonna show? Give him the ball. Do your thing, S man. Do your thing. I take the ball. I jump up. My form is looking sweet. Got the hand. You know where you got. You know that, that thing you do with your hand after you shoot the shot. Where you follow through. The ball's going. It's lined up perfectly with the basket. And it would be nice if it actually reached the basket. Cause it doesn't. So because they, they, they know, I mean, the form of me jumping up and the thing with the hand, I had to follow through with the hand going, looking good. The shot looked sweet. The ball looked good in the air. Looked like it was going to go in, but it didn't. And they figured, well, he can still shoot. That was just a bad shot. No big deal. So they broke my balls, just assuming they were breaking the balls of someone who was going to come back and drink 15 straight shots and be cool. And it was not a big deal. Everybody has a bad shot in them every once in a while. So they broke my ball. Air ball, air ball everyone i'm laughing along with him like yeah that one did slip out of my hand give me that thing back give him the ball back up show him what you do s man show him what you do i jump back up this shot looked just as sweet and it did with was even further from the basket 
ha, 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 Airball, come on, just loosen up, man. You, you the man, you can do your thing. Loosen up, dribble around a little bit. You know, we gonna play a little game. You, you give him the ball back. Give him the ball back. I jump back up. I then did the, the ball hit me in the face. <laughs> and now they're looking at me like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? And I say, could you stop murmuring? Because nobody ever murmurs compliments, you bastards. And give me the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Let him get it back. Boom, blank, 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 blank. I was almost like the, it was almost like the rim was a musical instrument. And my way of playing the musical instrument of the front of the rim was by hitting it with the basketball. Because it's not like it was going in the basket. Blank, blank, blank. I'm now going to play America the Beautiful by playing it in bad shots from this distance. Blank, blank, you know. <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, they went from give him the ball, give him the ball to do not give him the ball. And it was weird. I actually had to move closer to the basket to start making shots because I couldn't shoot the ball from that distance anymore. What? My brain remembers me taking those shots effortlessly, draining them, hands in my face, laughing at the guy with his hand in my face like, really, is that all you got? You think I can't shoot with, with, with the slight distraction, right? I jump up now, the guy put a hand in my face, I'm thinking, oh, crap, hold on, he might hit me in the nose. <laughs> and that's what happens when you get older. I realize now that the defender that was stopping me wasn't my friends or the other people on the basketball court. Eventually, I could have figured out a way to get around them, get close to the basket, maybe lay it up, maybe finger roll. But I wanted to do what I used to do, which was shoot longer distance shots. But I couldn't shoot longer distance shots because no one else is a long distance. The days between now and when I was born because I'm getting old. Damn it. The real defender was an invisible defender called my ass getting older. And it sucks. And it pissed me off that I was, and it was just sitting there. And you can actually, lit I'm literally looking at the basket. And my brain is telling me, dude, we've done this 67 million times. This is no big deal. This is what you do out on the court. That's why everybody was happy to see you. They figured they were, you were going to come back out and start dropping those three pointers on people. And guess what? You ain't dropping nothing. The only way you're going to drop three is if you got pennies in your pocket when your old ass falls down because your balance isn't as good as it was and three pennies fall out you old bastard it's really weird it was like it was like one of those times when i realized what it must feel like for a fighter you know those guys that fight way too damn long they were the best they were awesome or at least among the best and you definitely if you got in there and you played them even if you beat them you knew you were going to have to bring your best to beat them and if you didn't bring your best you may lose <coughs> well that was not the case here my friend so i'm watching these ufc fighters and boxers and i'm seeing older guys with big names getting their ass whipped by younger guys with no names and i remember watching the ufc fight or box i forgot which one it was but somebody was boxing someone who had a legendary name but the dude was like a hundred <laughs> right and everybody was like you know you you're at the point now where we're kind of feeling bad when you come to the ring. We're, we clap, we're clapping, we see you coming because of your memories and how great you were and we still respect you. But then when you get in the ring, we realize that this is basically we're going to see some elder abuse here. We, we're going to see that. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, watching your grandpa pick a fight with a bunch of dudes 
and they're going, Grandpa, the, he can't beat any of these dudes. They, they, and the dude's like smacking him around, and he's actually not even trying to hurt him. He's like, will you please leave me alone, old man? I ain't going to leave you alone. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, God, what is this? Let me just push him back a little. Oh, you're going to push me now, huh? Oh, no, you don't. I'll kick your ass now. Oh, God, what is with this old guy? And he's like, leave me alone, Grant. I'll kick your ass. And that's what the boxing matches look like sometimes in the UFC fights when it's a great fighter that's way too old to be in there. Just imagine what it's like when you when you had the reflexes, when you can see the punch coming and you were so far. Like, look at this guy trying to punch me. Is he kidding me? And you move out of the way and the guy's like, I can't even hit him. He's so good and so fast and so strong. And then all of a sudden you get a little older and now you don't you don't see the punch as he's forming the punch. You see the punch when it's halfway there. Still no danger. You move out of the way and the guy's like, I can't hit the guy. And then all of a sudden you see the punch right before it hits you and it just misses you. And right around there, you should go, I think I'll stop fighting now. But they never do. Then all of a sudden, that pin punch it, oh, just misses you, cracks you in the middle of your face, and you didn't see it coming. And the next thing you know, you're doing an interview, and a guy goes, okay, well, you, your record is a 75-5-2. and two. Um, You know, before tonight, it was the first time you were actually knocked the hell out. Uh, you think you should stop boxing now because the guy was actually holding a subway sandwich in his left hand when he beat your ass. Well, no, I really think I got a lot left. You know, I was actually distracted by the subway sandwich. Well, I was looking at the subway sandwich and I was saying to myself, I really could use a subway sandwich right now. And uh, that's why I was, my hand would now put my hand down because I saw he had the cookie in his pocket that came with the sandwich. I was like, he ain't going to use that cookie. And I put my hand down and that's why it caught me with the, with the fist to the face. Uh, no, it hits you in the face because he's young and in shape and you're, you're old. I mean, you used to come into the ring and people would talk about your incredible physique and you, ha you have man boobs right now. Well, that doesn't really mean anything. I'm still the same fighter I was back in the day. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm actually distracted by your man boobs. I'm, I was about to grab one and squeeze one of them. Then I realized it was attached to a dude. And You know, I mean, this is... I mean, I'll be honest with you, your man tits look so good, I might, I might ask you out. That's getting kind of weird here. Yes, it is getting kind of weird. I think we should probably stop this interview. But you know what I'm saying, people. Old age, is, 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 it just won't stop, man. Old age is waiting for you. It's a defender you can't beat. Right? So why do people act like they can beat old age? I now know I'm not going to be making shots from the distance I used to make back in the day. At least not until I get in better shape, but for the most, but most likely, I'm gonna need to start shooting basses from closer, and actually playing a little less. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people put a lot of people will put those names on their resume, like when you, when you beat up an old boxer. I don't think that if you're in a contact sport, a supreme contact sport like uh, MMA or boxing or, or something like that, you should not get to brag about beating up a fighter over the age of 34 because after 34 comes that's when the decline starts if you're ascending or you're at your peak you're 26 and you beat up a 40 year old boxer you should not be walking around i beat the greatest boxer in the history of the world no you didn't you did not beat up the greatest boxer in the history of nothing you beat up a dude that was the greatest boxer in the history of this 15 years ago you didn't beat him now you beat that's like 
you know, it's like it's like some guy in the in the in the in the future, some track star who's the best at that time. Going, I ain't want to brag, but I beat Usain Bolt in the in the one hundred yard dash. Really, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but you look kind of young to have a. Well, I am young. So wait, 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 wait. You're young. Yeah. And oh, but how'd you race race Usain Bolt? It happened last week. You beat Usain Bolt in a race last week. Yeah. He's 63 years old. Doesn't matter. I can say that I beat Usain Bolt. Yeah, um, we did not do enough research to realize what happened. We actually thought you were somebody who actually beat Usain Bolt when Usain Bolt was still Usain Bolt, the world's fastest man. You beat Usain Bolt, old dude. Doesn't matter. On the record, it says Usain Bolt. Yeah, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have security escort escort you out and then viciously beat you in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, and that's when I realized, man. That's when I was like, I am getting old, man. I'm getting old, not am old, getting old, and that's an uncomfortable thing. You know, the worst part about it was the people that normally would break my balls because I missed a couple of shots. All of a sudden, they started being encouraging, and I got news for you. Sometimes when people are encouraging, that's worse than when they break your balls, right? When they break your balls, when you mess up, they're breaking your balls because they're enjoying the fact that you're someone they think of as real competition and they're trying to get into your head because they know at some point you're going to snap back into shape and you're going to get back your shooting stroke and all of a sudden you're going to start raining in those threes and they want to get in your head. That's what they would normally try to do, right? Back when I was playing all the time and I was good, if I had a, a little bit of bad shooting stretch, they'd be like, yeah, you ain't nothing. You stink. You blow. You suck. <laughs> you can't shoot ass. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> Trying to get into my head because they knew it was only a matter of time before I was back in the game, before I was back where I need to be, before it was time for me to kick that ass. They knew it. But now all of a sudden, these same bastards who enjoyed breaking each other's balls, enjoyed breaking my balls, enjoyed when I broke their balls, all of a sudden they were encouraging. It's okay, man. You know, just keep shooting. You know, you get it back. You get it back. And I'm going, oh, no. Is it that bad? Do I suck so much right now that they think they have to be condescending to me? Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty good, man. You know what I, I mean? I mean, it, it rattled around and shot out. But the simple fact that it got in there, man, that means it was a pretty good shot. Oh, no. I realize now I'm the old guy on the court. Oh, no. And I started thinking about what I saw when I was sitting down on the bench waiting to come back in and play with everybody. I realized they were doing to me what I used to do when there was an old guy who used to be good 25 years ago would come out and play with us. We would play the game seriously, but one guy would have to waste his time guarding the old dude who couldn't stop him. And he was like, look, look, man, look, we're going to take turns guarding the old dude. All right. Now, whoever guards the old dude, don't take any shots until the old dude makes a shot. If he makes a shot, then you, know, then you can shoot. Because like I said, if you shoot and he shoots, he's never going to make anything. And then the game's going to get lopsided. And that's not fair. So whoever guards the old dude, we'll take turns guarding the old dude so we don't have to sit there running up and down the court for nothing. 
but we'll take turns guarding the old dude. And if he makes a shot, then you can play for real until you make a shot. And then you can't shoot again until he you can't shoot again until he makes a shot. He's not going to know what's going on because we're going to keep switching off on him. But uh, so we be cool with that. Yeah, man, I don't want to embarrass the old dude. You know what I mean? He's a nice dude and everything like that, man. You know, when I was a kid, you know, what I mean, was, you know, I, sometimes I'd be at the ice cream truck or something like that. And he'd be there buying ice cream and stuff like that for his nephews and stuff. And I remember I was at, you know, I was at the ice cream truck and I have enough money. And then he nodded to the ice cream truck guy and uh, I got ice cream. It was real cool of him. So, you know, it's not let's not humiliate him on the court, you know. So, so we, we, we all we all we all down with it. Yeah, we cool with it. Yeah, we cool, 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 cool. OK, so whoever. So what we're going to do is every 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 few times on the court, somebody else go and take. You know, take the old dude and, 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 you know, put, put your, put your stance down like you're really guarding him, like he, like he's really some kind of a threat, you know, just kind of guard him, like make it look serious, you know, give him a little light trash talk, you know, clap your hands while he's got the ball in his hands, like you're trying to get in his head, you know, and then, and then if he makes a shot, you know, uh, then, you know, we, we, we already know what's going on. So, all right, so just, just be cool. And I realized that when we did that, we were being nice to the old dude. We didn't want to humiliate the old dude. The dude was no threat. It was my turn to guard the old dude. And I act like I was really guarding him. And I'm like, please let this guy make a shot so I can actually take some shots. This is this is when we've been up and down the court five times. And he, he's been clanging that rim so hard. I'm surprised he hasn't broken the damn thing. You know, you actually glad when he made a shot over you. Even though he's talking trash to you, you're going to mind going, come on, man, come on. Yeah, I got that shot, huh? You can't stop me, huh? <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm the greatest. Hey, you're the greatest old person. Can somebody else guard this bastard so I can take some shots? <laughs> and that's when I realized all of a sudden I was that guy. I was like, I saw them over there sitting there talking and, and trying not to look like they were looking at me. And I realized, oh, no. <sighs> so I got on the court and I said, they're switching off on me, man. Let me see. Let me see. I hope I make one of these shots. If I make one of these shots and all of a sudden one of them starts shooting for real, I'm going to know what's up. So I'm shooting and missing and shooting and missing. And I shot a long distance three and it went in sweet. And they all looked at me like, okay. And then the guy who was guarding me started smiling. And then all of a sudden I noticed that when he was taking his shots before, they were kind of lazy shots. And now all of a sudden he's moving at full speed and there's no way in the world I can stay in front of him and any dunks. I'm going, oh, no, I'm the old guy liability out here. I can't have this crap. And that's when I decided, damn it, I got to get in shape. I don't want a bunch of dudes on the basketball courts in my old neighborhood doing that crap to me, damn it. You know, I had to finish out the game. I didn't want to quit in the middle of the game, you know, because I didn't want them to know that I knew. Even though I think they might have known that I no, they didn't know that I knew, but I didn't want them to know that I knew, you know, and I started stumbling up and down the court, you know, because I was getting tired, you know, and I think I accidentally tripped every last one of them four times each, you know, because it was, you know, sometimes accidents happen, you know, sometimes when the guy's running, you accidentally elbow him in the throat when he's going to the basket, you know, and he's like, oh, man, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry, but sorry, kid, you know, I think they were a little suspicious when I almost elbowed a guy in the throat. And uh, he ducked under the elbow. He started going to the basket. And I grabbed the back of his jersey, slammed him to the ground, and stepped on his nuts. At that, I was like, sorry, I did not mean to grab, I didn't mean to horse collar tackle you and then step on your balls. It was an accident. And he goes, that's okay, old dude. And I, and that, okay, that part did not happen. <laughs> 
But that's the thing that you got to look forward to, man. When you get older, man, you did, it's like if, I don't have any kids, but I, I know. But my friends that have kids, uh, <laughs> it's it's funny to watch them. Cause I'm 47. It's funny to watch them because now my friends' kids are now either te- like deep teenagers or early 20s, which means even though their kids did don't have their man strength yet, they're not 26, 25 when the the testosterone pumps go into overdrive and turn you into the dude that you're going to become. His decline is rapidly happening while his sons are rapidly ascending. So, (laughs) so they can actually beat him in basketball when he's trying, you know, and he's one of those guys. And one of the funniest things is when you're, when you like my nephews would whoop my ass in basketball because they're in their twenties and I'm 47 and then, you know, and they actually, you know, recently played on basketball teams and, you know, when they were in high school and college, whatever. So, you know, so basketball playing punk 20 something bastards. Um, so I'm watching my friend play his sons and I I can look in his face and see he's actually trying because it's starting to get too easy for his sons and his sons are beating him. But because he he used to let them beat him, they kind of in their minds thinking, well, dad's letting us beat beat him. That's really nice of dad. And I'm looking at him like. You know, damn well, your sons are whooping your ass. No, let them win. Dude, I used to play basketball with you. I know what it looks like when you're actually trying. You were actually trying and your sons whooped your ass. Don't tell them that. I'm not going to tell them that. They'll figure it out soon enough. They'll figure it out. You know, so I put my hand around his shoulder. and I said, look, we're old, dude. We're not old, old. But we're too old to beat our son slash nephews in sports anymore. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is, man. They'll figure it out eventually. It's not that big of a deal. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. My sons can beat me in basketball. I was actually trying. And I said, see, it's nice that you admit it to yourself. And then I pulled the recorder out of my pocket. His sons walked back out and said, thanks, Uncle S, for giving us the evidence that we kicked dad's ass. And I said, yeah, I told you I'd get him to admit it. <laughs> and he said, you betrayed me. I said, hey, man, your son's got jobs now and I needed that 50 bucks to hell with you. And he said, 50 bucks. Huh? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that is, that's, that's enough money to betray me. I said, nah, actually, it is. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> OK, that part did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really weird man you can't beat old age man old age you know like i said old, like i like i say to people old age is the best way to put it like say uh like Jimi hendrix on the guitar or michael jordan in basketball those are the people that everyone just says they're the best and because of their positions in your lifetime you're never going to have someone, quote, surpass them, unquote. They can only be joined at a, you know, once you get to a certain level, you can only be joined. You know what I'm saying? You have that class of performer. You can't beat them. You can just join them. The Michael Jacksons, the Princes, you know, the, 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 the like I said, the, the Bruce Lees, the, the Jimi Hendrix, the Michael Jordans of the world. You can't beat them. You can only join them. But old age is at that level where you can't even join it you gonna lose you (laughs) it's like you know it's like you can't do anything you're never going to win only thing you're trying to do is rack up points and see how many points you can get before the inevitable happens that's exactly what it's like you know 
That's why it always cracks me up when I see people getting 55 surgeries to try to make themselves look younger. I mean, if you're going to have surgery, look, first of all, if you're a celebrity, we know how old you are. Okay. So if you want to have a little tweak here, a little nip there, a little tuck, little tiny nips here and there, go for it. No problem. But you don't have to go. You don't have to have the kind of surgery that when you walk out of the operating room, Batman is going to try to punch you in the face. You know, just calm down over there. You know, <laughs> you can't beat old age. You just can't do it. So I'm not even trying to beat old age. I'm not even looking at old age. I'm playing my game over here. I'm shooting some baskets. I'm hitting the baseball. I'm running to this. I'm doing that. I'm writing the jokes. I'm doing the podcast. I ain't trying to beat old age. That's why I don't mind telling people how, how old I actually am. A lot of people won't tell you how old they are. The hell do I care if somebody knows how old I am? You know, like I said, you ain't going to beat old age. Just rack up as many points as you can before it comes and kicks your ass right because when you battle old a lot of people say that there's no moral victories in the world and for the most part in many cases in most cases there aren't you know if you're a football team that sucks and somehow you're playing the patriots when they're playing at their best and you play the shit out of them and they beat you on a 59 yard field goal into the wind I guess that's kind of a moral victory because you knew you should have gotten blown out. But somehow in Foxborough against Tom Brady playing at his best, some best, somehow they, they barely beat you with a 59 year old year uh, year, 59 yard field goal into the wind. There's a little bit of a moral victory there. If you're a rebuilding football team and you know your time is in the future, that's a good thing. Moral victory. But when it comes to the battle against old age, all there is is more is moral victories. That's all there is. Moral victories. Were you happy? Moral victory. Did you have a good life with your friends and family? Moral victory. Were you healthy most of the time? Moral victory. Did you do a lot of banging? Moral victory. But there will be no win. So that's what I'm saying, man. I am now 47 years old. I am not fighting old age or trying to battle old age or try to beat old age ass. I don't care. I'm just going for the moral victory. And the moral victories will be a being in good health. Oh, yeah. Having my podcast become super duper popular. Oh, yeah. Getting back to stand up and once again being one of the best stand up comics in the world. Oh, yeah. And finding me a hot babe to take to Bang City on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Ah, ha, ha. That's what I'm going to do. How about you? Segment over. Well, folks, how are you doing? How'd you do? Did you enjoy the show? I hope you did. Uh, this has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 226. And I want to thank you very, very much for once again spending this hour with me. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the reviews. Uh, to the new people following on Twitter and, and, and Facebook and all of that, thank you very, very much. If you're hearing this at some point in the future, um, or if you're listening to it right now, because some of you, are, uh, I actually realized that I found out there were people that listen to the podcast that aren't following on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So let me give you the information so you can follow the social media. So when I start doing the other crap that I have planned that I haven't told anyone about, uh, you will be aware of that, of said crap. I am on Twitter in two places. Um, my personal Twitter is at 
S. Anthony Thomas. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. And I have a verified page on Facebook. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just uh, search for S. Anthony Says, and you will see the blue check mark indicating that it is a verified page and that it is, in fact, me. So if you're on there, do that. I, I, there's a group also on Facebook. It's called the, uh, the S. Anthony Says Podcast. It's a group. So if you want to join that, you can join that as well. Um, so if I just join both of them, damn it, and follow me on both Twitters, damn it. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I'm giving you commands, you bastards. Hello to my new listeners in London. Uh, and hello to my new listeners in Canada. The new people in um, in Australia and some of the other places. Thank you guys for coming on, coming aboard. And and, and uh, thanks a lot for the, like I said, some, some of you have written some really cool stuff to me. And I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. It's, it's really, really cool. I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say anybody's names or anything like that, but you know who you are. And, you know, you were very, very complimentary about the show. And, uh, and uh, you know, because a lot of times when people write stuff to you and they tell you how much they dig the show and what it means to them. You know, a lot of times, you know, people just kind of smile when they read and they don't let people know that it means uh, a lot to you as the person doing the thing um, and people enjoy it. So I just want to let you know that I, I, I did, uh, I did read the stuff that you wrote to me and, and I appreciate the compliments and uh, I appreciate all the kindness. I really, really do. And uh, you know, I just want to let you know that I did, I did read the stuff and uh, thank you for that. Um, basically every place that there, that you, every major place that a podcast exists, this, this show is on there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, if you want to listen to the show on iTunes, this show is on iTunes. Uh, this show is on Stitcher Radio. This show is on TuneIn Radio. Um, basically, the only thing you really have to do, if you if, you know, if you forget where where I am and where this show is, essentially, you know, my name is S. Anthony Thomas. All you got to do is Google my name, and all of my crap shows up. Or if you remember the name of the show, S. Anthony says, all you got to do is Google S. Anthony says, and all of my crap shows up. And, uh, you know, I'll ask you to do if you haven't done it already, please subscribe to this show so you'll know exactly when it comes out. And if you dig it, if you have a great time, if, if you laugh or, you know, if, if the show is something that you, that you that you dig, make sure that you tell, you know, tell a friend. And I would appreciate that. Also, damn it. Give me some five star reviews on whatever the hell you listen to this crap on. Right. Let the world know you love this crap. OK, I'd appreciate it. You bastards. <laughs> Much love to everybody all over the world that, that, that are listening to this and to the people in the future who are in places that aren't listening to me yet, but are at that point in the future listening to me. How you doing? This is 2016. And, you know, I talked about being a fat guy in the show, but I just said that to make people feel good. I really have a 12 pack. <laughs> I do not have a 12 pack. <laughs> Folks, let me get out of here. Um, the show is over. I will see you next week. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to this on a treadmill, in the gym, in your car, walking down the street, in your headphones. It doesn't really matter where you listen to it. I appreciate that you do. On the count of three, I want to end this show the way I always do. Say it with me. You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Of course you do. Here it comes. Three, two, one. S. Anthony. Out. Go.